the shaman woke from his vision. His mind raced as he grappled the convoluted images fleeing from him. He tried attaching meaning to the vaporous fragments, but gave up when the sun was low. He conducted a minor ritual to summon the dark bird to provide insight to his perplexing experience. The bird was the Native American raven. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 79, The Native American Raven. I am Kamuala Kaneshiro, a Native Hawaiian professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. Our store is now open. Sorry it took a while. I spent a few months testing things, ensuring they were good to go. But now you can proudly display your support for our show by purchasing our merch through TeePublic or Amazon. Links can be found in our show notes and at our website, legendsfromthepacific.com. So swing by and make your purchase today. Later in this episode, your featured song in Hawaiian word, but first, The Raven. Please bear in mind... These are a couple of Raven's vast stories, which may differ from the ones you know since he is shared throughout Native American, First Nations, and Indigenous cultures. Now, some cultures consider him the most powerful of mythical creatures. One of his origin stories involve a chief and his wife. The chief loved his wife, but she had an affair, was banished, and gave birth to a son. The sun had supernatural abilities and learned how to become a bird. He flew to the Sky Realm, where he met a beautiful woman. They wanted to marry each other, and she helped him win her father's approval by warning him about spikes in the floor that killed her previous suitors. The man slid his feet walking, which pushed the spikes away. They married and had a son named Raven. But he slipped from his mother's arms and fell to our realm, where, coincidentally, he was found by his grandfather's people. They fed him, but his appetite was too great, and the tribe left him in their village to avoid starvation. The raven is a significant figure since he was the creator of light. As stated in our opening story, many consider the raven as a messenger from the cosmos. He's a keeper of secrets who can provide meaning to dreams and visions. He is also a shapeshifter who some consider a symbol of change or transformation. However, he is also a trickster who can be annoying, selfish, and creator of mayhem. While Raven walked along the sunny beach, Octopus Woman dug a hole at the water's edge. Her tentacles moved her digging stick away while another picked something from the hole and tossed it into her nearby basket. Octopus woman, Raven yelled, are you digging for clams? She resumed digging. Raven approached elders on the beach. I think she's digging for clams. 
Do you think she's digging for clams? The elders smirked. Raven, you leave her alone. I don't think she heard me. I'll go check. Raven went beside Octopus Woman's basket. Octopus Woman, are you digging for clams? She continued digging. Raven went beside her hole and looked into it. Octopus Woman, are you digging for clams? She continued digging. Raven went between the Octopus Woman and her stick and faced her. Octopus Woman, are you digging for clams? Her eyes rolled to him. A tentacle slid over his foot. Yes, Raven, I am digging for clams. Her slow tone soothed Raven as her tentacles wrapped around him. Water flowed over his feet as the tide started coming in. Raven moved, but Octopus Woman held him. Oh, that's nice. The tide is coming in. Would you mind releasing me? Why would I release you when I'm answering your question? The Octopus Woman inhaled deeply. Yes, Raven, I am digging for clams. Her other tentacles wrapped around nearby rocks as the water rose to Raven's chest. Raven giggled uncomfortably. Yes, I know. Can you release me now? Raven, it would be rude to leave before I answer your question. Octopus Woman inhaled deeply. Yes, Raven, I'm digging for clams. Raven stretched his neck to the surface, but the water covered him and the octopus woman. The elders watched them. Octopus woman can hold her breath longer than Raven, and Raven's dead body floated to the water's surface. Don't worry, Raven dies but always comes back. He's a bit like Baba Yaga in that way. following is a Legends from the Pacific Original Story and is based on cultural records. Raven's father loved his son. He taught his white feathered child all he knew, including how to create a world. Raven created many worlds until he made ours but there was no light. The white-feathered raven learned a man owned much light. The man cherished his daughter, who raven stalked. When she went to the stream for a drink, raven became a pine needle, floated into her water, and she consumed him. She became pregnant and gave birth to a human form of raven. Her father was thrilled to have a grandson, and Raven cried for light. His grandfather gave him a small bag filled with specks of light. Raven threw the specks of light into the sky and cried for more. His grandfather gave him a large bag which held a big ball of light. Raven took it, shifted into his bird form, and flew away laughing. As he flew admiring his stolen light, he discovered his grandfather chased him and was gaining. Raven bit a small ball of light, threw it to the sky and hoped he could fly faster, but his grandfather barreled down upon him. 
Raven threw his large ball of light into the sky and flew as fast as he could, but his grandfather caught him. He understood he couldn't kill Raven, but wanted to mark him. So he held Raven in the fire smoke, staining Raven's brilliant white feathers to black. You can support us by getting two or three of your friends to listen to our show. This simple request goes a long way in helping us grow our show. As you can tell, our closing story explained how Raven created the stars, moon, and sun. It should also be noted, this is one way Raven became a black bird. Another involved him stealing spring water and being caught in the smoke as he tried escaping. Upon escaping, he used the water to make oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams. If you feel our show deserves five stars, please give us that rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. A big mahalo nui loa to the University of the Philippines Archaeology Department for recommending our show. And aloha to our listeners who found us this way. If you are one of these listeners, or even just want to say hi, please feel free to contact me via our feedback link in our show notes. I always enjoy hearing from you folks. Well, this certainly has been a busy geek week. Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, along with The Wheel of Time on Amazon and the live-action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. So far, I've spent most Halloweens dressed as a Ghostbuster, complete with Proton Pack. But I also dressed as Ash from the Evil Dead series, which thrilled friends because of my chin. Then once I went as Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Those who got my costume really geeked out, while those who didn't wondered why my suit had duct tape, which I used as Spike's metal fasteners. Friends were shocked with how many people recognized my costume. I credited this to Hawaii's love of anime and manga. Part of that Halloween adventure took me to a club, which is normally not my scene but I looked forward to people watching, plus they had drink specials. While I was standing in the doorway getting the club's layout and looking for the bar, a record scratch interrupted the pulsing music. Then the DJ played the Cowboy Bebop theme, Tank, and the crowd cheered for me. I waved back to them, went to the bar, and made a bunch of friends. But that's a story for another time. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Waiting in Vain by Randy Allen, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kanashiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is manu. Manu means bird. An example of manu is the board game Wingspan involves you collecting different manu. Once again, manu is Hawaiian for bird. Wingspan's a great board game that became a video game. If you do pick up the board game, please use our affiliate link in our show notes. Every little bit greatly helps our show. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho. I'm 